0: I appreciate this opportunity, Lord, uh, just to be able to to bring what I think God has laid on my heart. Uh, let's go ahead and open to 1 Peter 5. 1 Peter 5, uh, verses 7 and 8. Uh, this is kind of a message that I preached uh, several months ago, and uh, God just really just burned it on my heart again to, to really go back through it and, and restudy it. And it was amazing how much more God really opened my eyes. With this, with this, uh, with this sermon today, um, when I was uh, when I was called to the ministry, the the pastor that was 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 there. He, uh, I told him, what God was calling me to building ministry, and he said, "Okay, great. Now we got to teach you how to preach." And I told him, I said, "No, I said I build stuff. I build buildings. I can tile the floor. I can put carpet down." He said, "No, you got to preach," and I said, "Mm." And so uh, bear with me. Uh, He said that he told me that if you are given to the word and you read the Bible that you can preach. Um, And so I do my best. Uh, Definitely not ever going to be a pastor, but uh, uh, we'll we'll do our best we can tonight. Uh, First Peter five, verses seven and eight. Casting all your care upon him, for he careth for you. Be sober, be vigilant, because your adversary the devil as a roaring lion, walketh about seeking whom he may devour. Uh, when, when we first started out in the ministry, uh, it wasn't easy. Uh, a lot of things came up in our lives, and, and our, our family doesn't really understand why we do what we do. And I'm going to tell you, after five years of being in the ministry, uh, nothing's changed. Uh, I'm just going to give you a real brief synopsis of just 2015. Uh, and if you'd asked me before I wrote all this down, was 2015 a good year or a bad year for you, or a rough year, I, w- I would say, uh, I would have said it was a pretty good year. We had its ups and downs, but, it, you know, I would say all in all, it was a pretty good year. We started out 2015 in, an, in a town called Marietta, Ohio. Uh, dear people, we were there for 10 months building a 22,000-square-foot a, a auditorium for them. And uh, we had to leave uh, about the 1st of February. Uh, We made it exactly six miles down the road, and my truck just shut down. Uh, Through a lot of process of elimination, the the mechanic figured out what it was, but it shut us down for almost a full week. Uh, We had to fix the truck, very expensive breakdown, but we were on our way again. I was excited. Uh, Driving to Kansas, got almost 300 miles in the trip, the truck shut down again. I had no idea what was going on, but it was was spitting and snowing and sleeting, and I really believe it was God shut me down and put me on the side of the road because I'd have driven right through that snowstorm and probably wrecked my truck. But at the same time, it was still a breakdown, still costly. We get into uh, Topeka, Kansas for for a dear friend of mine, and uh, we were just going to do a small renovation to the building, and we opened up the ceilings to find out that the building was structurally unsound. And they had to have a real conversation with some of the men of the church that we may have to abandon the building and walk away. And I look at, at Union, and, uh, you know, I, I see the same problems, the same things going on. But God wasn't done with that church. He's not done with Union. That's a side note. We were able to fix the building, and, and, and we left there uh, about five months later, moved to a, a little town uh, just called, uh, right there by Prattville, Alabama. And uh, we, the, the project there had some issues right off the bat. And so we were sitting in our trailer one day and we were getting ant bites. Well, we were in the middle of a field and our trailer became infested with fire ants. I don't know if you guys up here in New York City have fire ants, but these things bite and they hurt you. They were in our bed, they were everywhere. And we started killing them on the walls of our our trailer and we found out that the walls of our trailer were rotted out. Our trailer was held together with ants. I don't know. It was just God's blessing that we got down the road. And so we had to buy a new fifth wheel. We were, got really blessed with, with a new fifth wheel. We moved from that project, we moved down to our home church in Mobile, Alabama. And uh, we were building a 10,000-square-foot auditorium. And for several months, my wife had thought something didn't feel quite right. And so we went to her OBG, which, is, which was a blessing to be there. And uh, she did not like what she saw. So she sent us to a specialist, and the specialist said, we need to go ahead and do surgery. Four years before that, we had done the exact same surgery for almost the exact same thing. But they said it was, it was, we were going to be good. And uh, when it came all out, it was cancerous. And so that was a tough time in our lives. But, you know, God brought us through that. And through so many t- trials in that time, we had to do 38 rounds of radiation. And uh, I can tell you this much. I've seen God work. I've seen God move. I've seen God do a surgery that last time I put my wife down for almost six weeks. She was down for three days this time. The only difference was just prayer. We went through 38 rounds of radiation with a vehicle that, honestly, there were several times that I I had my pastor on speed dial because I thought I was giving up the ghost right then and there. And, you know, through it all, God, God really blessed us. We came through insurance and all that, the... The best we can tell, the, the, the final price tag on, on the, the, the radiation and the surgeries is about $500,000. And we're about six months after, and I still have not seen a bill. You know, but through it all, God has worked. But really what the whole crux of my, my sermon is tonight is God understands what we're going through. If you jump over to Job 31, verse verse 4. We are going to hop around quite a bit tonight, but there's so many scriptures that really just prove what I'm saying. It says, Doth not he see my ways and count all my steps? You know, I look at Job's life. And as Job was going through some of these things, uh, I wrote down everything that he went through. And in a very short time, but remember, God knew everything that went on in Job's life. He lost all of his oxen and all of his, his donkeys and all of his servants. One shot. Only one person walked away. He lost his sheep and all of his servants and one person walked away. He lost all of his camels and one servant walked away. He lost all of his sons and daughters. And one person walked away. And I can tell you this much. I don't know if I'd want to be a servant of Job at that point. Because only one person walked away. That's not very good odds at that point. And then he went through all the sores and boils on his body. And, you know, and as I look at the things that Job went through, and I look at, I look at my life, and I look at other people that I've seen in their lives, I see the burdens of life. And nothing we've gone through does God not know about? And most of us carry a burden. Tonight, I have a burden bag. I've coined it. It's going on Instagram. I'm going to try to keep that thing. This is my burden bag, okay? My burden bag is big. And tonight, I'm going to use a hymnal as a burden in my life. So every time we have a burden, I'm going to put a a burden in my bag. And I want you to think of your life and how many times you have a burden that you're going through. So the very first burden, as as we went through 2015, was my truck breaking down. My truck is my life. If I can't get to the churches, I can't build them, and so therefore I have to have a truck. At that point, at that time, we had an F550, and it was a, it was a, it was an awesome truck, and God really provided for us with that truck. But it became a problem, and every time we turned around, it was breaking down. So I put my burden in my bag. And then the next time it broke down, had another burden. And then I saw the church in Kansas. They go through a lot of problems. And the burden of the problems. You know, I think of union and the burden of the problems that Pastor's going through right now. The phone calls he's taken, the the noise complaints. I'm from South Alabama. Uh, Six o'clock, that's not cut down time. Dark, midnight, that's shut down time. That's a burden for pastor. I mean, we have to stop, otherwise he's going to get a complaint and get fined. That's a burden. And then we went through the, uh, the problems with the trailer. And if, if you knew the entire story, that was a miracle in and of itself. A man had a fifth will. He was, was an evangelist. He let us have the fifth will. It was in his name, though. So we had to get the title out of his name, into my name, by the fifth will, it was just a, it, it was a long process. But that was a burden in my life. And I carried it. And then my wife finding out that she had cancer. And a burden. We went through the surgery. I didn't know what was going to happen. And so I had another burden. Then we had to go through the radiation treatments. The burden. How are you going to pay for it? We had to go back and forth. It was 60 miles one way to treatment. Every day. Five days a week. And you know... I had to have gas. You had to eat out. And so I had to have more burdens. Then this came up. I added more burdens to my life. You know, so many times in my life, I carried my burdens with me. You know, things were going to happen. How am I going to pay for this? You know, at the time, we were struggling with insurance. And so, realistically, I was looking at having to pay $500,000 To pay for my wife's treatments. There was not an option not to to do the treatments. It's just how are we going to pay for it. And so I can tell you time after time after time. I would lay there at night. And I I would think how are we going to pay for this? How are we going to pay for this? You know and I come to the altar. and And I'd set it before God and say God. There's a lot of burdens in that bag. And I'd walk away. You know, I'd feel a burden lifted off of me. But then before I left, me and I was back to the bag. I'd pick it back up. It's like, I'm glad I left it at the, at the, down at the altar, but what's really going to happen? You know, are they going to take take Union Street from us? You know, what happens if the neighbor complains again? What happens if this? What happens if that? And so many times in my life, I sat there carrying my bag around. But, you know, we serve a God that hears and answers our prayers, That's the amazing part of it all, is so many times for me, I would pray, and I'd watch God move. When we broke down the second time, God brought us within three miles of an amazing diesel mechanic. If he would have shut me down 15 miles down the road, I don't know what we would have done. But he took me off at the exact exit I had to get off on to be at that diesel mechanic to fix my truck. He fixed my truck for parts alone. He didn't charge me a dime for labor. He just fixed my truck. Two years before that, a Ford mechanic did the exact same work for twelve hundred dollars. He did it for two hundred. You know, at this time I'm carrying the burden because my truck is shut down. What am I gonna do? We're stuck in a hotel in the middle of uh, Brazil, Indiana. I never even knew there was a Brazil, Indiana, until that point, but there is. I've been to Brazil. It's amazing. <laughs> but you know what? That was a burden that I carried for a long time. Until I left it at God and said, God, I don't know what to do. And I can tell you, going through my wife's treatments, I carried those burdens. And I can tell you, I did not pray like I should have. How many times in your life have you you been down to your last dollar? And you've seen the burden of your money go in the bag. Have you prayed about it? I can tell you right now that that was not me. You know... My wife and I, I'm sorry to say, we're, we're not who we should be. We're trying to get there, and we're doing our best, but there's still more that we need to do. And when, when I say God hears and answers our prayers, I want to run through several different passages of Scripture that, that really just drive home what I'm, what I'm saying. If, uh, Psalms 34. In verse 4, I sought the Lord and He heard me and He delivered me from all my fears. The first part of the verse says, I sought the Lord and He heard me and He delivered me from my fears. Well, how can He deliver you from your fears if you didn't do the first part? You have to seek Him. You know, we had our daughter in Ohio and uh, it was a fear I had. We 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 were we were pregnant in Mobile Alabama and we drove all the way to Ohio, and uh, man, what kind of doc, OBG is going to take a, a lady halfway through her pregnancy? Uh, they'd be crazy to do it. Doctor did it, phenomenal doctor, phenomenal. If you ever know in, in Marietta Ohio, let me know. I'll give you a good OBG. But you know, at the same time, it, it's a fear. I sought the Lord. Have you sought the Lord for that fear that you have in your life? Whether it's finances, whether it's a job that you're looking for, whether it's you name it. You have to seek Him first. Then He'll deliver you from your fears. Let's jump over to Psalms 105, verse 1. Oh, give thanks unto the Lord. Call upon His name. Make known his deeds among the people. Call upon his name. Psalms 116. Psalms 116, verses 1 through 6. I love the Lord, because he hath heard my voice and my supplications. Because he hath inclined his ear unto me. Therefore will I call upon him as long as I live. The sorrows of death compassed me, and the pains of hell gath hold upon me. I found trouble and sorrow. Then called I upon the Lord. O Lord, I beseech thee, deliver my soul. Gracious is the Lord, and righteous. Yea, our God is merciful. The Lord preserveth the simple. I was brought low, and he helped me. Let me ask you a question. In your own life, what does it take for you to come to the altar? Does it take you to getting as low as possible before God can finally step in? You know, in my own life, I wonder how many times God was walking beside me, and I'm carrying my bag, and he's like, let me, let me take it. L- let, me, let me help you. No, I've got this. I, I-, I can do it. You know, a lot of times for me, I'm, I'm a big guy. There, there's nothing small about me. I got a big appetite. Um, even my beard's getting big. But, you know, so many times I can do this. I, I, I can do it. But I wonder how many times God's like, just, just, just ask. Let me help you. you. You need money? I've got it. You know, my parents... Um, they don't quite understand what we do, but, you know, if I ask my dad for money, I know he's there to help me in any way possible. Your pastor, I'm sure, is the same way. But, you know, how many times are we just too good for that? We're just too good to say, God, I, I need your help. I don't know what to do with this situation. I've got, got a person at work that just won't leave me alone. They're Muslim or, you know, that whatever they are, and they just keep hounding me about my faith, about, about what I believe. Have you called have you got on your knees and said, God, what do I do? Why is it in our own lives that it takes us to where at the breaking point, to where at the very, very end there's no other alternative but to turn to God? You know, for me, if I get a boo-boo, I'm taking ibuprofen. I don't like pain. I don't want to... My head hurts. I'm, I'm taking something for it. But why is that not me with God? Why is it not, when I have a problem, do I not run to him first and foremost and say, God, here it is. He already knows, but he's waiting for you to ask. He's waiting for you to give it to him and say, here, Lord, take it. Let's also jump over to Lamentations 3. Lamentations three fifty-five through 57. I called upon thy name, O Lord, out of a low dungeon. Thou hast heard my voice. Hide not thine ear at my breathing, at my cry. Thou drawest near in thy day that I called upon thee. Thou saidest, fear not. Man, isn't that us sometimes? We're in our lives, we're working, and the economy drops out. We lose our jobs. We're looking around like, now what? Well, how many times have we gone to God when we're at the low, when we're in the dungeon? It's like the Bible says. And he heard my voice. Verse 57. Thou thou drawest near in the day that I called upon thee. Thou saidest, fear not. It's very important to me in this verse 57. He said, thou drawest near in the day that I called upon thee. He was waiting there for me. He was right there until but until I called upon him, he was just watching out for me. You look at Job in his life. You know, the devil had to say, you know, what about what about this guy? You know, he's you're protecting him. That's why he's he's doing so well. But until God said okay, you can have him. Then Satan actually could. That's us in our lives. He knows exactly what we're going through. Isaiah fifty three, we're going to look at verses three through five. He said, He is despised and rejected of man, a man of sorrows and acquainted with grief. And we hid, as it were, our faces from him. He was despised, we esteemed him not. Surely he hath borne our griefs and carried our sorrows. Yet we did esteem him, stricken, smitten of God, and afflicted. But he was wounded for our transgressions, he was bruised for our iniquities. The chastisement of our peace was upon him, and with his stripes ye are healed you think about that, why did God have to come to this earth? It's because of our problems, because of our burdens that we've carried for so long, because of our sins. He has borne our griefs and carried our sorrows. He's already been through it all. So why are we carrying our bag? You know, it would be a lot easier to walk around... If we weren't so heavy. My doctor, the doctor says if I would lose some weight, my knees wouldn't hurt so much. It's a lot easier said than done, but it's very true. You know, you look at us as Christians. If we were to lighten our load, think how much happier we'd be. Think about how many times that God has there in our lives... And he's ready and he wants us to witness to somebody, but because we're so involved in our own problems, in our own lives, we don't see the person walking beside us or sitting on the subway. Now, I had really never been super uh, excited about the subway, but we've been riding it here around a little bit. And uh, there's a lot of people on that thing. Uh, There's a lot of weird people on that thing. But, you know, every weird person, every person that gets on, they all need the gospel. Uh, I think it's amazing that you guys go into the subways and just stand there and hand stuff out. We were down in, um, I think, Times Square, and uh, people were passing all kinds of stuff out. Man, you could get comedians, rappers, you name it. And I thought, what an amazing field that's ripened to harvest. Uh, as we've driven around, we've been in different sectors of, the, of, really, America in this one town. We've been over to Little Mexico by accident. We were down, uh, I don't know, a little Jewish place or something. and uh, But I saw all these nationalities. I know here in this church, you've got a Greek church, you've got a Spanish church, you've got an English-speaking church, all because God wants to take your burdens off. There's so many people in America that just carry the burden bag, and they have no thought for what's going to happen. And the very last point I have today is when when you give something to God, give it to Him. Don't walk away with it. Let's jump over to Matthew 11. Verses 28 through 30. It says, Come unto me, all ye that labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn of me, for I am meek and lowly in heart, and ye shall find rest unto your soul. For my yoke is easy and my burden is light. I want you to think about your life. I want you to think about the burdens that you've gone through, the things that have happened in your own lives. You've heard just my 2015 testimony. And I want you to think about how many times I've gone to sleep at night worrying about things that I can't do nothing about. I can't do nothing about the things that are going on with my wife's health. I can't, I can't do anything to hurry up the government to give me my title so I can trade my rotted fifth wheel out. I can't fix my truck. It's a diesel. All I do is put fuel in it and run it down the road. There's so many things that I've seen God do in my life. But it says, come unto me, all ye that labor and are heavy laden. I was so heavy laden. But it says, I will give you rest. You know, he alone can take your burdens from you. But you have to give it to him. It says, take my yoke upon you and learn of me. For I am meek and lowly in heart, and you shall find rest into your soul. How many times in life today, we're just so busy with our technology, with our phones, so many people know about the things that are going on in your life because of Facebook or whatever. And you're, you're just so heavy. You're so laden. It says, for my yoke is easy and my burden is light. You know, you think about the times in the Bible where you put two yoke of oxen together. And they hook them up and, then, and, and they can pull amazing amounts. Horses are the same way. You can put two horses and they can pull three to four times what one horse can do. And mathematics isn't there, but that's the way it works. Why aren't we yoking ourselves with Christ? Let him carry the burden with you. And you know what? You can carry way more. It's way easier. I know for us, as we, we haul material around, I, it's amazing sometimes to think about the amount of weight we haul as, as a project goes on. I think of these shingles, and there's, there's a lot of shingles up there. And we carry them one bundle at a time. You know, if they would have put all those bundles together, that would have been an impossible feat. I can't carry that many bundles at once. But because it's broken up, because I only have to do one thing at a time, and then I let my load down. It's the same thing in the Christian walk. You know, if you think about it, if all you had to think about, Okay, Lord, today I I I need food. God provides it. So all you have to worry about is that one day. That load got that much lighter. Well, Lord, you know, what about my wife's health? What, what if it comes back? Don't worry about that. Worry about today. What does God have for you today? You know, you can worry about things all day long. But what is that helping you today? You know, what burdens are you carrying around from yesterday or the day before? or Something that happened before you got saved and we're still carrying them around. You brought it to the altar. You said, God... I believe in you. I believe that you died for my sin. Leave your problems at the altar and walk away. You know, and so as we, we come into the last, last passage, 1 Peter 5, that's really our text passage. 1 Peter 5, verses 7 and 8. Casting all your care upon him, for he careth for you. Be sober, be vigilant, because your adversary the devil as a roaring lion, walketh about, seeking whom he he may devour. The Bible says, casting all your care upon him before he careth for you. We've already gone through that several times. Cast your cares upon the Lord. He cares about you. You're his child. Just like you're a child, you wouldn't make him carry a ten-ton weight. Neither does the Lord. He wants to be there for you. But verse 8 is very important to me. It says, Be sober, be vigilant, because your adversary the devil as a roaring lion, walketh about, seeking whom he may devour. That's very important. How many times does something come up in your mind that you've already asked for forgiveness? That's not God bringing it up. That's not God reminding you about that bill. You've already given it to God. You've already left it there. You know, the devil's the one bringing that back up. I know for me, a lot of times it's we don't make a lot of money, and so I struggle with finances. I'm constantly worried about how God, how, how, how are we going to make it to the next week? How are we going to do this? How are we going to do that? And you know, so many times I can just show you, and through even our lives in the last five years, I've never been left wanting. I've obviously never messed a meal, and you know what God's provided. We've got a, a new truck we just got two, two and a half weeks ago that uh, had 94,000 miles on it, and it runs like a top. The dealer that we bought it from put new tires on it and new turbo in it. If that's not God, I don't know what is. But I know this much. He does say that there's a roaring lion walking about seeking whom he's going to devour. And you know, that was Job in his life. It wasn't God allowing those things in his life. Yes, God said, okay, but it was the devil bringing those things to try and test Job. It's Just like CJ was saying this morning, if your life is going along, you've got no problems, nothing's really happening, you know, you may want to look at and make sure that you're on the right path. Because the devil is there and he's going to trip you up. And if you're doing what's right and you're you're going exactly what God wants for you, there's going to be bumps in the road. There's going to be problems. And so I say to you tonight, my four points. We must first understand that God knows what's going on in our lives. Don't think that you're going through it alone. Nobody else in this church may know, but you have a greater friend. He's not on Facebook. He's not out there on Instagram or nothing else like that. He's out there and he wants to hear what's going on in your life. So point number two, God hears and answers our prayers. He's the greatest person you can talk to. There's no friend that he's never busy, uh, he never misses a text message, you never have to worry about the line being busy, he's always there to hear what, what you have to say. He knows exactly what you're going through. And the very fourth point, the very to me the most important point when you give something to God, give it to him. Then walk away. Don't try carrying your problem bag all by yourself, your burdens. It's amazing what he can do if you just let him. Let's pray. Dear Father, Lord, I just thank you. Lord, I thank you for...